0: Hello, world, and welcome to the Rad Rides podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Guardians Angels. A great friend, veteran, and all-around patriot, Army Captain John Kelly has been brought comfort by his service dog, Ranger, through the Guardian Angels program. Great friend of mine. It costs around $22,000 to provide 500 to 2,000 hours of training per dog so that they can deal with the medical and psychological needs of their partner, and recipients don't pay one penny. Since the first successful pairing, Guardians Angels is very proud to have donated more than 300 wonderful service dogs with deserving veterans and others in need. Guardians Angels trains for a variety of conditions from mitigation of post-traumatic stress disorder and or traumatic brain injury symptoms to seizures or insulin alerting to mobility issues and more. Guardians Angels and medical service dogs is funded entirely by donation and private grant support. If you'd like to give more to Guardians Angels, please visit their website, www.medicalservicedogs.org or go on the RadRides.com podcast website and click on the link on the website. Second is Help Hard, created by friend, veteran, and Army Sergeant James Bendel. He uses monetary contributions to assist with vocational technical school students with scholarships and helps boost other nonprofits in need. James was inspired by a blue-collared family while watching his parents work hard while he grew up. His military and business background has taught him many things, including service, perseverance, leadership, integrity, and very clearly how to use firearms safely. Go on Facebook.com to find him, Help Hard on Facebook, or you can go to the website again, and I have a link up there. You can click on it, give to both of these great uh, foundations. They are Two great friends of mine and very good friends of the podcast. Last is going to be foodwithahandle.com. Are you eating wings? That's so 2008, man. I don't know why you're doing that. What you should be doing is eating legs. The real question is, why wouldn't you eat a leg? They're bigger, meatier, and cheaper. But maybe you're a guy who likes paying more for an inferior product. If not, maybe you should go get you some legs. Go over to foodwithahandle.com. Check it out. We're not judging you. You should probably throw some on the fryer or on the grill next time everybody's over. You'll see the light bulb go off in people's eyes as they wonder why they've been eating wings instead of legs their entire lives. Be an innovator, go check it out, foodwithahandle.com. Okay folks, today's guest, Jay Freakin' Cooper. He has a 2006 Saab race car. Saab race car, what's that you say? Yes, that's correct, a Saab race car. Apparently they're big over in Sweden. Didn't know they were huge over here in America, but apparently they are. What he does is race for R-Bank's racing team in the Champ Car Series. He is the head mechanic for them. He has cut, chopped, sectioned, and lightened this car strictly for endurance racing. No street racing around here. Uh, Just know that he has raced in an eight-hour race as I am editing this at Pittsburgh International Race Complex. The car took third place. Their team is one of the most winning teams in Champ Car. They take on some of the biggest names and biggest brands in the industry. We talked a lot about racing, aerodynamics, tricks, tips, how a mechanic becomes a racer, how a business owner becomes a mechanic and a racer, and what it takes to be in endurance racing. He shared some great stories with me. We walked around the entire car, looked at some really weird stuff on it, We talked about him being a business owner, him being a family man, we talked about his current cars, we talked about future cars that he wants to build. So if you get on RadRidesPodcast.com as you're listening to this, you can see the pictures that I took, and you can see exactly how we featured everything, and you can see exactly what we're talking about. So welcome to the podcast, Jay Cooper. Yeah, I know. I, I almost called this thing Cars and Cigars, but then I felt like it was too narrow, you know what I mean? So instead I called it the uh, Rad Rides Podcast, which is it. So, and we're live now, <laughs> which Rad is good.
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah, Rad Rides. So here with Jay Cooper and his uh, beautiful uh, Saab race car, which is kind of weird. Uh, really gorgeous. Uh, it's definitely made to race. We're enjoying some uh, beautiful Rocky Patel cigars right now, and uh, some uh, Stella Artois. And uh, shout out to my buddy, Bogie. This is not the cigar you just gave me for being your new godfather. Uh, I went and bought my own cigar. I'm saving that one for to hang out with me and you. So um, these are the only ones I bought. So how's it going, man? It's
2: awesome. Um, yeah, so the, the form is in the functionality.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, first off, what, what year... What what make, what model? Because I know there's not a lot of probably Saab enthusiasts out there, and you don't see a whole lot of Saab race cars. There,
2: There is a, a fervent following of Saab supporters. <laughs> um, it's a 2006 Saab sports sedan, uh, Saab 93. So okay. uh, partial GM, partial Saab. So GM had bought Saab at this point. Uh, so the engine is based on the 2-liter uh, Ecotech. Okay. And Saab being uh, primarily defense contract company, had, like, they build jets and sure. fighter planes. I so remember all
0: the commercials. They were all had, like, born, fighter planes. With born from everything. jets. Right, right. Yeah, born yeah, from exactly.
2: jets. So um, Saab wanted to do their thing, the Saab way. Their engineering department said that the GM electronics weren't sophisticated enough. So this okay. runs uh, Saab computer, computer control. Uh, they're traditionally turbocharged. Uh, so, so saw, Saab
0: ran its own deal and just kind of partnered with GM for well, the whole deal.
2: GM had acquired,
0: acquired Saab. Okay. Um,
2: and their engine, engineering department had a lot of say in how this car was built. Understand. So okay. you got the GM architecture in the Ecotech engine, but you have the Saab uh, engine management system.
0: Ah, okay.
2: And so there's not a lot of GM turbocharged Ecotechs, but the Saab joint venture, like the Pontiac Solstice, got the turbocharged. That was a big, uh, big Saab design uh, for the you know, Pontiac Solstice and okay, Saturn. Yeah. Uh, Saturn, I think the View
0: Red Sky. Sky, that's right, yeah. The Sky, Sky. Red Line. That was exactly that little right.
2: turbocharged. Oh, so same motor? Same motor, Oh,
0: okay. All right. Yep. yep. All
2: right. And uh, it's, a, it's a phenomenal engine. We yeah. road race all over the country with this thing. We've, we're running, it gets to about 150 mile an hour at Daytona. Wow, um, just a downpipe intake and a tune from Sweden. So. Wow,
0: so why why a, a Saab? Of all the cars you could have picked, uh, and I know we kind of talked about points and you know system <laughs> and everything. We'll get into all that, but why a Saab? Because it is it's not a. When I think of race car, I don't go, yeah, Saab, man. Yeah, it's, wait, it's obviously, obviously, Saab. <laughs>
2: Synonymous, like you race on Sunday and you sell on Monday. That's, mm-hmm. what, Saab, that's, a, yeah, that's yeah, what Saab, yeah, that's what Saab did, right? Now, sure, sure. They, um, they were they were great in the snow in New England. Okay, uh, so that had no bearing on on selecting this for our race machine. We do endurance road course racing. Mm-hmm. You probably won't find too many people that will pick a Saab for its handling prowess, <laughs> but they are overbuilt Swedish tanks. Wow. You uh, you don't have to do a lot to them for them to endure wide open throttle for the longest race we do is 24-hour long. Uh, we've won a 24-hour long race at VIR
0: oh, wow. in okay. Virginia
2: uh, with the older generation Saab, mm-hmm. but the cars just are brutally overbuilt, uh, except for the transmissions. They can be a bit of the weak link, but you just don't need to uh, like bang shift for 24 hours. Sure. Uh, there are two liters, great fuel economy, even while, even while you're racing, but the turbocharger makes a ton of torque, so we pass people where it's easy, down the straights, oh, nice. and uh, the Miatas and all the uh, E30s and BMWs, they've got to try to out-handle you and outbreak you, and as you come out of a corner, you just turbo buy them on the straight, and oh, they're shaking their fists saying, oh, <laughs> damn, damn pesky sobs. That's exactly right. So, yeah, there's, there's a ton of people that are... Just dumbfounded, like
0: right. I mean, I'm telling you, if I would show up at a race and I would have seen a Saab, I would have been like, A, where are you getting your parts from? Mm -hmm. And uh, B, uh, this is not something I would typically think of as as a race car, but hey man, it works, it's hilarious. Our our team motto is Saab, who knew? Yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. So, and you run a a repair shop here, we are in Pittsburgh, by the way, so I'm back in Pittsburgh. the first three episodes I did in Houston, ah. cause that's where I'm from, so I felt like I needed, you know, to kick the thing off at, at, there in Houston. So now you're up now, in Steel City. How Yin's doing? Yes, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. How Yin's doing? Y'all got all kind of uh, weird dialect and talk that I have learned over the past 10 years. Um, you know, I, uh, as we were talking, I got engaged on Saturday, so now I, I definitely have to hear this for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm indoctrinated here. Uh, oh yeah. But um, oh, but yeah. yeah. So you run you run a rust repair shop here here in Pittsburgh. Yep yep. So very... what do y'all do? It's Rust Repair Inc. Rust
2: Repair Rust Repair Inc. It's cheaper to keep her. That's the motto. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, we're up north. We're in the salt belt. Uh, mm-hmm. Four seasons is just brutal on vehicles, anything made out of steel, infrastructure up here, the bridges are rusting, everything corrodes. So you drive through Four Seasons in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you're gonna have the grit and the gravel and the salt. It just erodes the paint on the underneath and right. as soon as moisture is able to get to the steel, it starts corroding. Sure. So in the south, you have the steel, you have, uh, it, it, it happens, there's cars that come up from the south all the time where they're pristine look gorgeous they go through one winter here and then you hit the springtime we have the humidity like crazy It Mm -hmm. just is re-wetting the car every every morning it looks like a sweating glass of iced tea just because it's (laughs)
0: that's a good way of putting it (laughs) yeah so
2: so... and
0: people don't think about humidity up here because when i'm in you know houston people know it's going to be humid here when i moved up here by the humidity humidity i was like there's no way it's going to be dry well it's Mm -hmm. dry sometimes but you're right. It, it's humid up here. It, it's a humid environment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, in, in, uh, so the Four Seasons is perfect to corrode steel.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So Houston, Arizona, you got oxygen, you got steel, you just don't have the moisture. Right. Up here, we have moisture every day soaking out of the air, and you can't have a basement up here that's not just mm-hmm. mildewy and damp. It's, oh, it's for sure. So so moist. Uh, you drive through the winter time, you get the salt on the car. That's an accelerant for the corrosion mm-hmm. process. So uh, it. Um, so overall, grand scope of it, the rust repair ink concept was an iterative process. My original shop was called Domination Chassis, mm-hmm. and we specialized in motorsports performance uh, fabrication work. So,
0: sure. And that's right here, right in the middle of Castle Shannon, right yeah. on the main road. And actually, Jay, I, I had met Jay probably years ago, and I didn't even know. I don't know. It's probably seven, eight years ago. I had a bike that needed some some welding done on it, and I brought it over here because my cousin and you had done an install on his uh, his Mustang for him. Nice. And then uh, so I came over here, brought my bike. He did some welding on it, and then we met each other years later at uh, CrossFit. So we both do CrossFit together, and uh, met each other there, and that's how I got to the, find out that you do racing and all this. The paths keep overlapping. I know. So we're I gonna know. have to get you in the race car. I, I would one thousand percent would love to be in the race car. Yes, I mean, uh, well, I did. I, you know, I've, I've done drag racing in my life. Uh, I've done a little bit of road racing. I had a little 240SX that I took out, but uh, nothing on the endurance, you know, side of things. So uh, it's been. Uh, this is something that I've always wanted to get into. I'm just. Uh Never really had the space or the time to do it, so. So the nice I
2: mean? here's here's the nice thing about endurance road racing mm-hmm. is very conducive to cost and labor sharing. Yep. So oh, there you go. Our team. Yes,
0: yeah, so I was about to say. I was going to ask you yeah, how you know how big's your team?
2: Our team is massive.
0: Is this somebody who just showed up here? Our as team part of your is massive.
2: My man Dan. Okay. Uh, Dan Rogers, up, Dan? How are you, man? How you doing? Jason nice to meet Zoll- you, man. Yeah. Zollers, yep. Right? Jason Yep. Uh, Jason, he's from Houston. Yeah.
0: Okay. But yeah, so we're up here, yeah, talking about this, you know, talking has, about the car and everything. Has this car
2: show podcast, up. So. Yeah what the heck! Yeah. Um, so our team is massive. Okay. It's it's bigger than most people that uh, that kind of know our crew would think. Uh, the team name's r Bank Racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, local fellow Robin Bank. He's from Aliquippa. Mm-hmm. Grew up kart racing. Uh, ended up in USAC Silver Crown Series racing against uh, former and current NASCAR drivers. Oh uh, wow! He raced, um, he raced against Tony Stewart in USAC Silver Crown. Oh
0: okay.
2: So. Uh, he, I I think that's about the high watermark for his pro racing career and just loved racing and found the endurance road racing series as a great avenue to continue managing a race team and driving. And, uh, so that's, that's That's where the idea came from, uh, about a decade ago or so, the concept of lemons Mm -hmm. just came out. I, I I know it very well. Yep. Endurance road racing. Yes. Is so road racing is very prohibitive to get involved with. It's mm-hmm. it's a uppity cl- group of, of staunch road racer gentlemen racers that yes. you can't just show up with a car and get on track. Right. Lemon said, why not?
0: Right. Well, SCCA used to be like that,
1: exactly. right? Back exactly. in the day,
0: you should be able, you, you could be able to to work on your own car and bring it to the track and race it with all these other guys and make it to the next level. And then at some point, it came so incredibly expensive. That only the gentlemen and ultra rich could get into it and and physically run it and and have a you know really good team. And there's
2: there's entry level, but Mm -hmm. it's a challenge to get into. It's like starting something very, very complex by yourself and trying to navigate how to how to enter, because you can't just show up with a fast car to a racetrack and enter a race. Right. It's just not how you do it. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have endurance road racing that's more on a cost uh, cost mitigated scale, mm-hmm. so when, uh, when the Lemons first came out, that was their idea, was we do not want anybody to build a thoroughbred race car. We want you to come out and have a fun time at the race, and if if you built something that's within our, I think it was a $500. Yeah, it was limit. like
0: 500 bucks. I think that was with the car inv- included yeah. too, correct? So,
2: so yeah. they had what was called the People's Curse where if somebody (laughs) brought a real race car to that race, Mm -hmm. they would destroy it with an excavator. Oh, jeez. So they were not trying to have a race. Mm -hmm. Spin-off series from that was the Chump Car series. So they took the moniker of keeping it fun and slapsticky. But a lot of people actually did want to race.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Chump Car started having actual races and tried, uh, tried a point system to try to make sure that the cars didn't become too too expensive sure and they've since shed the name chump car because it's mm-hmm. a little slapsticky yeah, and it's... and now it's champ car racing and it's legitimate road racing endurance uh at some of the best tracks all over mm-hmm. over the country and i kind of sound like i'm selling the series
0: no but. not at all hey man this it's, <laughs> is it's, it's, Hey, man, this is the... Look, here's the thing. I started this podcast because I wanted to talk to real guys who are doing, you know, real work on their cars and doing real racing and and real, you know, street car uh, hot riding. Because uh, the problem was is what I found, especially I'm sure you guys watch TV, you watch the car shows. It's either quarter million, half a million, million million-dollar builds, uh, you know, and I was kind of tired of seeing them because when you go to the racetrack or you go to a local cruise in. It's not that, you know what I mean? It's the cars that are anywhere from $5,000 to like $40,000 and these guys have built it themselves and they got real skills, but no one's going to highlight them, right? They're going to highlight the guys who have all the big money. So I did this to show everybody else, you know, out there that's doing this on a regular basis, the regular guys that, Hey man, we're, feel the pain with the rest of us. We're all doing this in, you know, together. So, and that's really why I started it. And, uh, but, uh, you know, your series and everything like that has, uh, has been real good.
2: Well,
1: that's <laughs> my neighbors. Pit,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh. Everybody yells at each yeah, other in Pittsburgh, yeah, by the yeah, way. So yeah. if, you guys don't, if you guys have never been here, people just walk by and yell at you. So. Well,
2: that's, and I went to school <laughs> in Ohio okay. in Sidebar. If you were walking down the street, you can tell who's from the city and who's not. Because if <laughs> a car beeps as you're walking down the sidewalk. Sure. All oh, the city guys fly a middle finger while the yeah. country boys are waving. <laughs> you just hear a car horn, you don't know who it is. Yeah, exactly. The country yeah. boys say, Oh, it must be a friend. Right, yeah, Not yeah. A... And it's totally
0: different from Pittsburgh to Philly, too. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, it's completely oh, different. In Philly, they pull a gun out. <laughs> That's exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we just flip you off. And right, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they flip you off as a turn of endearment around here, you yeah. know? So, oh, yeah. Uh, it's
2: fantastic. So, yeah, no, full, yeah, so, so the full, series you're full in. full scope, yeah? the okay. series is the Champ Car Endurance Road Race series. The the main man is uh, Robin Bank. Mm-hmm. Our bank racing is our crew. Um, we do have uh, a couple of the older generation sobs. Okay. In the stable, we have uh, another. So to to answer the question, how big our team is, mm-hmm. I think we have about 65 people on the team. Oh wow! Okay. So it's a larger scale than sure. than you would actually see from any single angle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a component of the team as a business owner and technically skilled. What I bring to the table is a shop and a prep area to build the race car. We have makes sense. We have a fellow that uh, was from Wyoming who was in the oil and gas industry. Okay. He's not uh, not technical, hands-on, smart guy. has uh, has resources to <laughs> go racing. So he uh, he and Rob linked up and. He's one of the guys that we call a funded driver. So sure. we need parts, we need entry fee. Uh, we've got a, a lawyer in upstate New York that was on a team for a while. We've got uh, one of our guys is in uh, in Manhattan. We've got a uh, one of them's a Texas Ranger actually. Um, oh wow! John Smith, he's down down in Texas. Like a Texas
0: Ranger, like a uh, law officer. Texas yeah. Ranger, like yeah. a Texas Ranger, like yeah. baseball player. No, 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 law officer. Officer, there you go. Okay, yeah. perfect.
2: <laughs> hey, it could could be a ball, but uh, right. So we're we're dispersed all over the place, and the uh, the technical aspect of it are in pockets, so a group is from Chicago, and they are Honda whiz experts, oh, wow. so okay. what they prep for, the R-Bank Racing Team, mm-hmm. is a, uh, I think it's a 90 Honda CRX. So okay, we, yeah, that's the one I saw in the pictures of Yeah, we run deep. a uh, 1.8 VTEC swap on that, and oh. it's got a bunch of aerodynamics and suspension, because that car you can do a lot more modifications to. Yep. Um, the car is an absolute rocket, mm-hmm. and it's a little less forgiving to drive because we've we've put uh, a lot more firm spring on it. So okay. it holds corners to a lot higher G, and as soon as the front or rear decides that it's not going to hold traction anymore, yeah. the car advances. It's, yeah.
0: it's, like it's like an F1 car. Yeah. yeah. As soon as they go, they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So you've really got to be on the wheel in that car. The Saab.
0: Is like a luxury car, because it is. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a four door. Mm-hmm. It's a four door car. Yeah, I mean it's nice. It's it goes, a. It's, it's a nice. sedan.
2: We've got, uh, we've got some, very upgraded springs in it, but yep. it still rides like a luxury car. It's an absolute sweetheart drive yeah. when everything's working, and we always start the race with the nicest driving car. And after the first stint, mm-hmm. the first driver may have boiled the brake fluid and you can't stop because a stopped car is so easy to pass. Mm -hmm. So our last race at Indy, we had uh, one of our brake calipers. The piston wasn't retracting, so it was dragging the brake. What ended up happening was you would have either pad fade because the surface temp would overheat, and you'd hit the brakes, and it wouldn't slow down, Mm -hmm. or you would have fluid fade, which means whenever the fluid starts boiling,
0: you have a ton
2: of pedal travel, Mm -hmm. And then the brakes kind of work a little bit. So you're coming down the front stretch at Indy, and I think we're getting up to about a buck 30 there before turn one. (laughs) Nice. Turn one. So you're puckered a little
0: bit is what you're telling me.
2: (laughs) Turn one is a 90 degree right-hander that that you're rowing down from fifth to about third. Mm -hmm. And when you hit the brakes. You hope it's there. Sometimes is not. Yeah, we
0: both had to go straight. Like, yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice.
2: So uh, I did. I did have an overshoot there one time. Um, we tried a different brake setup uh, at Daytona once, and for some reason, it was just depositing pad material on the rotor okay. in in a weird, inconsistent manner, and huh. it would just brake shake so bad. Oh wow! It would. Wow, it would damn near. Wow. Yeah. It almost yeah, it almost take the steering wheel out of your hands. So you okay. just had to try to light break it. But Daytona yeah. is our we run the Rolex twenty four circuit at Daytona. Okay. Coming off of the Bakement. Yeah, coming yep. off the NASCAR track down into turn one there. That's a big slow down point. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We we yeah. touched touch one hundred fifty there and uh we had made it that's a fourteen hour long race. We made it into the night and uh I was driving at that one hit the brakes at my brake marker on, uh, you know, right past the tri-oval point start-finish mm-hmm. at Daytona, hit the brakes, boom, pedal drops to the floor. All the brake shake had shook the ABS unit and snapped the hard line oh off of it. Oh, my gosh. And uh, lost the brakes coming into turn one, and it was the front brake circuit. So I had a little bit of rear brake, and I was pumping, 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 trying to get mm-hmm. some... Something uh, in it. It's just tail wagging all over the place, <laughs> and I'm looking at a tire wall going really fast yeah sure (laughs) so it um just like i said tail wagged it pumped it pumped it pumped it and started turning the wheel left to try to see what would happen and it kind of four wheel slid a bit and the tail rotated to the right i was facing the right direction punted the gas and the front tires pulled me the way i needed to go and i got through that incident and shifted into fourth, coming, uh, coming through the kink, uh, looking at the International Horseshoe, and said, mm-hmm. what the hell just happened? <laughs> Hit the brakes for the next brake zone, boom. Pedal goes to the floor again, tail wag, tail wag. I'm yep. like, duh. You're like,
0: oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. Radio
2: radioed in. Guys, we're, uh, we're in trouble. Yeah,
0: I would imagine so.
2: Like, I got no brakes, no brakes. So yeah. yeah, when you radio that into the guys at the pits yeah. after, I think we were 10 hours in at that point. Oh like, geez, yeah. uh, Guys just lost all brakes. Uh, can, you, uh, can you keep it on track? Nope, I'm coming in. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> We're yeah. done.
0: Yeah. So so we'll, so we'll start at the front of the car here. I mean, we, you, you talked a little bit about the motor here. Uh, you told <clears> me <throat> you had upgraded the ECU a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what do you got? I mean, there's so much to talk about this car. We could be here for hours. <laughs> but uh, first off, uh, the, the black tape on the front, you said yeah. is free. There's no points that go along with that. So, uh, and it's taped up very, very nicely with a nice intake <laughs> and a little intercooler down there. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, um,
2: if you uh look at any aspect of this car, it has development that may go undetected because okay. it just looks a little used and abused. Sure. But almost everything on this car is thoughtful with purpose. Mm-hmm. And we also have the constraint of you cannot... Bring materials that would increase the the competition value of the vehicle to meet the rules. So sure. so we're looking at a lot of duct tape. We're looking at mm-hmm. a sheet of plastic to make a headlight cover. We're looking at dryer ducts for a cool air scoop to blow on the right. transmission. We're um, we've closed off some openings to to increase aerodynamic performance while we've opened up air slots to allow heat to come out on With the hood the here. Yep. yep. <clears throat> so. We don't run radiator fans because nothing gets a free ride. If you're racing, weight is the enemy. Weight's the enemy, yeah. If you
0: you look at how flimsy the hood is, we've gutted the underside of the hood. We've gutted the underside of everything. (laughs) Well, we were going through. We were opening up the doors and everything, and the doors are completely gutted. They're flimsy as hell. The rear end is removable. Mm -hmm. The trunk lid, it's completely... I mean, everything on this car has has been built for weight reduction. Uh, There's not one thing on here that... It doesn't need to be on here at this point. It to go is, fast it and has stop been fast. I guess
2: <laughs> leaned down as much as you can possibly lean a car down without bringing exotic materials. Sure. So anything that had bracing on the underside, the bracing has been removed. Yes. Anything that was was a sound deadener, uh, I dry iced the whole shell and chipped all of the sound deadener away. Wow. Um, so how long did that take? <laughs> uh, about a day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, see, Birdie.
0: and the, and people who want to get into this, that's what, the stuff that they don't understand. That's what takes the time, you know, and, oh, and yeah. the, to know to know how to do all this stuff,
1: well, you know.
0: And I'm going to take plenty of pictures of this, so everybody who's listening, uh, get online, uh, uh, RadRidesPodcast.com. There's going to be a whole write-up of this entire car. Uh, I'm going to take really good detailed pictures because there's a lot of really cool stuff on here, and all the lightweight, you know, things that you have done are... are I could sit here for hours and look at it, you know.
2: Yeah, and like any good racer, you just don't ever log
0: how much time you really spent on it, right? Or or <laughs> keep track of all the invoices. But that's everybody who builds their own cars. You know, I think that's the same way. They're like, you know, how much did you build this car for? Well, you know, I built this car for like twenty-five grand. Man, it's gorgeous. Like, how many hours you got in it? I don't know. Don't care. You know, and that's what Jen. She asked me all the time. She's like, well, if you, you you put that you know the hours into it, how much money do you think you got? I said, like, I don't know. I was like, I enjoy doing it, so it's free to me you know, yeah. at this point. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many hours do you think you have in this car? If you just had to, had to guess.
2: <laughs> well, as you can see, thousands. <laughs> thousands. the car is two different colors now. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: you were telling me a good story about that. and So tell mm-hmm. everybody why, why it is two different colors. The car
2: is two different colors because it is two different cars. Okay, nice. So <laughs> the front half of it that did not get destroyed, Got grafted onto the red shell. Um, so, Daytona, we are. you
0: the only one who's probably grafted two sobs together at this point? Uh, in the it's, world? it's a possibility. <laughs> I, if there's know anybody out there who has done it, please email me. I want to know.
2: I, you know, <laughs> I, I would not second guess Sob Nation because these guys are the people that are into sobs. They sure. ice race them like crazy. There's, there's people that race yeah, sobs. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. So, we're uh, we're kind of unique to road racing them out of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but there is a a contingent of Saab enthusiasts that that are out there probably blow your mind. Okay, but our our two part car was uh, like I said Daytona's been good to us. We we won that race three years in a row. I I do believe we are the most winning team in that series.
0: Oh wow, really?
2: We tied at this DSR. point. Okay, DSR. it. So we're we're contending and fighting with being the most winning team, and uh, it's 2020. We've got a 10-year race endurance road race win streak on the line. Uh, We're gonna try to try to post a win this weekend at pit race. But we won Daytona three years in a row. This car had a hard line failure on me one time, uh, and another year we had a fuel pump fail on on my friend Dan, actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> he's driving, uh, first stint, right? First stint, we had just redone a ton of suspension and made the car, just turned the car into a sweet race car for the Daytona race. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the fastest car on track at that point. So Dan is in the lead of uh, the first two hour stint in a 14 hour long race driving ultra conservative from a uh yellow flag restart he hits the gas where uh a lexus sc300 was Mm -hmm. uh was on pace with us Mm -hmm. is that gonna blow everything yeah yeah i can shut that off real quick
0: yeah there you go yeah i you'll be all right this is what happens this is what happens right now you're in a, a real shop you know what i mean with cars and uh you you know that way, everybody knows you're a real mechanic. You can do real stuff around here. We're not just BSing everyone. This is a real shop. This is a real shop. We a have, real shop. Welcome we have, to it. You know what I mean? We're, we we're not building this car in 45 minutes, folks. We don't have Bluetooth you know what tools. I mean? We got to get this done for SEMA in, in three days. Let's do this. You know? uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, so anyway, so the, the, the fuel pump failed. So he's yep.
2: leading the race. At the beginning of this race, I think they put something like 100 and. How many cars they put on track at, at Daytona? I don't even it was so, uh, there's it's over a hundred. I think so there's like 30. 120 cars on track. <clears throat> wow. That's in, a lot of cars. Incredible amount of people come to this race, and mm-hmm. it's a 14 hour race with two hour driver stint limits, so you have so many people coming oh, yeah. to this race, trying to win this race. We're in the lead, and there's so many incidents in the first stint, it just happens that cars connect. So, at the at the restart, did you make a full lap round
0: Uh, yeah
2: yeah so we're so we're coming uh coming down past past start finish turn left into the infield off of the off the nascar track and our fuel pickup pump decided that it's not gonna work it's not gonna work anymore so he's leading the charge of an angry mob of all kind of cars <laughs> that are all trying to leapfrog each other mm-hmm. because it's a race. Sure. And once this car stumbled and nosed nosedived. Nosedived.
0: Nosedived. Doesn't um, matter. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of
2: expensive equipment on track. You don't want to collect anybody else. So Dan's looking in the mirror, and here goes the Lexus past him, and then here goes a BMW to the right, and then two Miatas just fan everybody's around. everybody's just splitting off. So everything just starts fanning around Dan as he's rolling down um, rolling down uh, I think the portion of the track is coming to the infield kink and and he's losing mile an hour watching cars fan to the left and right and and can't find a gap Mm -hmm. to take it all the way to the grass. Well uh, finally as it's about to roll to a stop he gets enough to get over to the left edge of the track and uh, this incident is almost identical to I think it's Mimo Gidley had a, uh, had he was he was driving a Ferrari and a uh, Daytona prototype, I believe it was, oh, wow. or an LMP car, ran off the backside of him because he mm. couldn't he didn't get off track. Couldn't of that get off track well. quick enough. Sure. But almost identical position on track, and were dead and dead on the side, and unfortunately the flag stand just doesn't have line of sight to where Dan's at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as uh, as the rest of the race field is. Coming around the first horseshoe, looking Mm -hmm. at the kink, um, there was a train of, I believe it was a uh, E36 BMW, leading a Miata with another Miata, racing each other nose to tail, Um, and I believe uh, coming up to our car parked on the side of the track, the BMW sees it, peels to the right, the second Miata, then sees it, oh shit, jerks the wheel, third Miata, doesn't even have a chance. Oh. Full, throttle. Full throttle, fourth gear, mid oh. mid RPM range, fourth gear. So we're estimating about ninety ninety five mm-hmm. mile an hour, straight square into the back, uh, back of our over, car. Yeah. So the back of the silver <clears throat> car, because the this is silver the, car. This is
0: the maroon car. Yes, yeah,
2: <laughs> the silver car. Um, the rear, the rear bumper of the silver car ended up where the rear seat would have been. Oh, um, it it was a. Incredible impact, yeah. probably one of one of the hardest impacts that our series has seen too. So, okay, wow! Uh, huge testament to the series safety, right. safety gear requirements. Because right. uh, you do
0: have a full cage; is the full cage car, hundred percent. Yeah, it, everything's full, inspected before you go out there. I mean, it is. Yeah. The yep. tech,
2: the tech is serious. They take safety very seriously. We run a full containment race seat. We run a very well built full roll cage Mm -hmm. with NASCAR style triple door bars. You have to run a Hans device, you're five pointed in, your uh, onboard fire suppression system is uh, one handle pull away. We're talking uh, full level of safety that that would blow any 90s era, even NASCAR safety of water. So yeah, these are are as safe as you're going to get road racing and it's it's not a safe sport i mean
0: right yeah i mean and that's you know what a lot of people like oh i'm gonna go out and go you know road race and this and it's like no it's it's a pretty brutal thing out there it can get you know it can get
2: dicey and fortunately it's gotten to the point now where i do do believe that the most dangerous part is actually traveling to the track really they're they've gotten these cars very very safe at this point
0: well and that's all series right from F1 down to NASCAR oh, yeah. and you know IndyCar and all that I mean you see horrendous crashes now that one at Indy 500 this year was awful there towards the end of the race and you know dude walked away you know, Yeah. which yeah. is yeah. Ryan
1: Newman
0: last year too. Ryan yeah yeah Ryan Newman in Daytona that's right you know flipping his car around and yeah I mean yeah, that that's scary but you're right I mean you know 10 15 years ago you probably not walking away from that at this point yeah you know yeah so. yeah
2: there's um, racing is such a function is the form kind of mentality right. with the car the safety is uh it's a huge aspect of it as well so there's a lot of things that you'll see inside a real race car mm-hmm. that get emulated in the car show right world and it just is so repulsive to yes. go to a car show and see <laughs> the emulation of real race safety technology mm-hmm. executed on a street Just car.
0: Yeah, terrible, <laughs> absolutely. W- what would you say is probably horrendous. the worst? The, the bolt-in roll roll bars. Maybe,
2: I or? absolutely hate seeing a roll cage in uh-huh. a street car. Okay, these pipes have no business being near a head that doesn't have a helmet on it. Okay, imagine a thirty-mile-an-hour. Just a bump. Sure, bump. 30 mile an hour is nothing. Yeah. Okay, imagine getting bumped in 30 mile an hour on the street. You're not wearing a helmet. You're just wearing a three-point belt. You slide to the side and you smack your head on a roll cage. Yep, concussion immediate. You're, you're <laughs> talking skull fracture. Yeah. That's a, a 30 mile an hour baseball bat swing with a pipe into yeah. the side of your melon. Yeah. Like, it's bad news. So all of this stuff is designed to work in conjunction with a full setup of safety mm-hmm. gear. You wear a Hans device, five-point belts with a proper roll cage in case you roll the car. It doesn't belong on the street. Right. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. And there's so many other things that uh, that you see in the car show circuit that that try to emulate what real race cars do. And yes. And we're just, we're just backyard yeah. endurance budget road race series kind of guys. Sure. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't belong in the car. Yeah. So, uh, it's <clears throat> it's something that uh, I was I say I lost my train of thought. Oh, it, it's it's
0: good. No, I mean uh, just bagging I mean, on bagging on car shows. So. Yeah, bagging on all, all <laughs> bagging on all the guys out there running uh, roll cages in their Subarus yeah. and trying to street race everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, if you're listening to this right now, don't do it. Failed it's, failed attempts
2: at performance <laughs> gains.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's so. got
2: it's got to be real. So Fernando yeah. Alonso, um, McLaren F1 yes. driver. Yes. No, when they long. unveiled a, a new chassis design for mm-hmm. for the Formula One year, maybe it's like 2016, something, mm-hmm. something in that era. Sure, Fernando Alonso is there. They pull the pull the silk sheet off the car mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, Fernando, what do you think? It's beautiful. It's gorgeous." Mm-hmm. He says, "It will be beautiful when it's fast."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So if you can look at the unveiling of McLaren's Formula One car <laughs> and say, the form. Follows the function. function. sure. Then, uh, for
0: sure. I think we can all take inspiration yeah. from that. So, uh, so on the engine here, because we're looking under the hood right now. So you got this nice big scoop bringing in plenty of fresh air. I see only, uh, you know, a cold air intake maybe on this. Yep. Um, a couple of pipes to keep everything nice and cool and, and tidy. Um, you know, it's very functional. There's pro- obviously no AC in this thing. No heat. <clears throat> I mean, it's bare bones.
2: Add simplicity. Yep. Add lightness. Sure. That's that's a huge part of making things endure the rigors of, of being beaten on for mm-hmm. hours. You're talking mm-hmm. wide open throttle, threshold braking, cornering to the point where the tires are, are <laughs> peeling into rubber balls of snot. <laughs> to make that last, you've, you can't have complexity unnecessarily. Right. So, and, and the lightness is a, a tricky part of it because you walk a line. Like, how light do you want to make things? We don't run rad fans. That's bit us because yeah. the driver got a penalty one time and, and failed to switch the engine off. Oh. So, this car is force-fed air. If okay. you're not moving, it doesn't cool itself.
0: It's, yeah, just like a drag <clears throat> car, right.
2: Exactly. So, uh, yeah, that, that can be problematic. Um, but overall, we, uh, we just try to remind all the drivers that aren't familiar with this car Mm -hmm. uh, on the radio, what's going on, what what you're supposed to do, and as a new car, or a new driver gets in the car, we take them through a familiarization, Uh, you know, here's, this switch is for the starter, that switch for the cool suit, so uh, try to make sure they're well acclimated, because there's a lot of things that you're going to want to try to do without thinking
0: about it. Mm -hmm. So what about the brake and suspension setup, (coughs) Uh, because we were looking at it up on the lift here uh, a little bit earlier, and again... So so,
1: uh,
0: I guess before that, how does the kind of the point system work, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like you were saying? You know, you start out with a base car, and you can only have so many points to do so many, so many things with it.
2: Yep, the series gives you an assigned value for the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Our car happens to be, I believe, a 475-point car. If you exceed 500 points, you start racking up penalty laps very, very quickly, and they are really hard to overcome, even if you... Make your car slightly faster. Sure. So it would
0: be like uh, at the end of the race, they say, "Okay, (laughs) you completed, you know, 460 laps. Okay, you got a five lap penalty because you're X amount of points over. You know, if the next guy next to you did, you know, the same amount of laps, then you're, and it's you're SOL at that point, right?
2: It's it's timed and scored live. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of a race, when the green flag drops, you can look at the look at the running order. Mm -hmm. So in first place car, will be on the lead lap. If you had penalty laps, you'll start five laps down. So oh, you'll okay. start in the whole five. I understand. So you'll have to pass the lead car so you know, yeah. five times. Okay. Which is really hard to do. Yes. So you're, you're very, very penalized if you go over the point limit. Uh, this car, they know that the turbo power is a huge advantage. So it's got a pretty steep base point. Our Honda comes with a very, very anemic, I'd uh, single 8. cam engine, yeah. so they know it's underpowered, um, so they give it a lot more point margin to work mm-hmm. with. The if, if you look up ChampCar.org, uh, the whole the whole list of cars that are applicable are listed out with their uh, with their starting points okay. and modifications, uh, so forth are already prescribed points. So if you want to put a header on your car, mm-hmm. that's uh, approximately a 10 point upgrade. If you want to put coilovers on your car, it's approximately 10 points per corner. Oh, if wow. you're going to do a splitter, per
0: corner, 10 points per corner.
2: Yeah, so oh, you, wow. you, okay. you better have some some uh, room under the cap. Mm-hmm. You can swap engines, and I think they require like a 50 point for your engine swap. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some some valuations based on uh, estimated horsepower coming out and uh, horsepower going in, so they may juice you a little more if you're going to be putting a 300-horsepower engine sure. in a car. So, uh, overall, they've got a pretty great handle on what makes cars fast, what's relevant, where's a good starting point, and how much room does it need to be to be competitive. Yep. So, at Indy, our last race, we were running nose-to-tail with a Porsche 944. Oh, wow. And an E30 BMW. So, a Saab, a Porsche, a BMW, um, There's there's so many platforms that end up... So competitive. Yeah. Uh, And you got to
0: (coughs) be when you're when you're doing these, you got to be really. You got to have a lot of ingenuity when you're you're building this because you can't. You don't want to add points, like you said. We we were talking about your springs and everything earlier. You gotta you gotta find different ways around the rules so you're not getting those points right.
2: Yep. Yep. You can't just buy all the best parts. Mm -hmm. So that has it's been really conducive turning it into a, a series of. Garage builders, almost like the the beginning of Formula One, where lotus and sure. and Chapman started in garages with ideas mm-hmm. and and they went and combated Ferrari with the the brilliant idea of putting a wing on a car, <laughs> so Ferrari had always thought a big engine makes a fast car, and along came uh, I believe it was Chapman and Lotus. Mm-hmm. From, from England and they made fun of them. They called them the garage teams. <laughs> uh, they came and started putting aerodynamics on cars yeah. and coming up with different innovations and, and getting different rules made for them. Which sure. You know you're pushing the limits when you start getting yeah, series rules made, rules for made yeah. specifically for right. the little tricks that you've right. come up with. But all series does that. You can I mean, There's books out there on little tricks and cheats that people have done over the years. Have found soft spots in the rules. Sure. So it's yeah, pretty, but uh, pretty y- interesting.
0: Yeah, and so, <clears throat> you know, like you said, you know, if you want to run coils, so you don't run coils on this at all. Nope,
2: can't which run. Which is going kind to
0: of surprise a lot of people. You know, all the all the <clears throat> tuners out there on the street. like, why don't you run coils? You know. So what do you what do you end up running on this?
2: Yeah, can't run coilovers. The springs have to be the outside diameter that they came from the factory, or you incur points. Okay. So. Uh, We looked up a GM Circle Track catalog because Mm -hmm. Circle Track cars have spring rates available in almost every single pound rate that you want with heights that you could possibly Mm -hmm. want. So we picked, picked, I believe it's uh, about a 600 pound spring for the front. Um, Nice thing is it's the right outside diameter. The caveat is they aren't formed with the correct pigtail for a Saab. Um, saw a hat at the top yeah yeah, for the for the strut tower so um you just break out the rosebud tip on the torch and fire it up (laughs) beat it around the uh the horn on a uh on an anvil for a little bit until the diameter seems to fit just about right Mm -hmm. and make it fit i think a lot of people would would recommend against Garage heating your springs and reforming them. <laughs> you know, we've we've
0: had them in. I think place. I've heard that quite a few times, but hey, man, if it <clears> works, <throat> it works. You know,
2: we've, we've had them in place, and all this car does is race, and they have not cracked in about two, three years. Wow. So. Years. so wow. So yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And running on some Bill Stein shocks, so you you get penalized for running upgraded shops, shocks You can or
2: you can just you can interchange shocks as long as they're factory style replacements. Okay. So. Just got some good, uh, good struts to go in there. Uh, found a way to get the spring rate where we wanted in there. Mm-hmm. We run the Saab Arrow brakes because they're a little bit bigger than uh, the the originals that came on here, mm-hmm. but they're still factory, so we didn't incur points there. Um, so the points we've taken are just for some arrow mods. We've okay. got the big splitter and uh, right
0: pretty obnoxious, obnoxious uh pretty obnoxious wing. wing that we're going to get to because my favorite part of that whole deal <laughs> is that it's it's straight welded on there <laughs> it's not bolted on there so it's not coming off anytime soon yeah but you don't run any wheel wells which is great everything's kind of taped up so that you don't get water and uh, yep. everything on your uh yep. 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 you no, know so all no the plastic liners. Plas- the plastic fender liners are out
2: we have ram air cooling to
0: the brakes Oh, okay. Man, I didn't even see that. All right, that's off the front there. Ducted ram air cooling to the
2: brakes, and then we slot the hell out of the fenders to let the air back out. And uh, gill slit everything and louver punch it. And it's it's a little blend of traditional hot rod, Mm -hmm. let the heat out kind of mentality with uh some modern let's see how efficient we can make it uh, yeah for sure man so we've got some ducting some driver cooling ducting yeah
0: so yeah moving kind of i guess to the interior if you want to light that back up oh, man, yeah, light yeah, it back for up sure. I mean, you know i need light by the way anyway, we're doing it with a huge torch which another, is great it's going to sound awesome i'm sure another, on the uh, on the, <laughs> the
2: another the sound validation there. of are we in a real garage yes. so here's how you light your cigar yes. <laughs>
0: I do this, the same thing at home. Here, let me sit that. I got get that Relight. I do the same thing at home, and Jen always is like, is it, it, do you really need that? That's kind of overkill. And I'm like, I just want to light it up as efficiently as possible.
2: It's, it's just the right amount of kill.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Might need another beer here in a second, too, which is great. Oh, yeah, we could do this all night. Mm-hmm. Mm. Might have to work
0: on the car pretty soon, though. Yeah, by the way, they came in here tonight to, to work on the car, and I, I'm taking up all their time at this point. So, But anyway, so we'll move to the interior. You already talked about the seat, so a full seat. Keeping uh, on. Yeah, on, on back with the tour.
2: If you find a bracket that's still left on that car that would have mounted anything like a rear seat or a radio or a passenger <laughs> seat, we took the spars off the floor. We de-spot welded the entire package tray. Wow. Uh, shave that down to nothing, so there 's almost nothing existing in this car that isn 't required for it to not be a flimsy garden shed as it goes down the track right so. well
0: and, and in typical race car fashion, it looks like a death trap, mm-hmm. as all of them mm-hmm. uh, mostly do, so everything 's within arm 's reach uh, of uh, of your hand, so you don 't have to you 're not reaching around anywhere um, you know the whole entire interior has been. Completely taken out. Um, I'm surprised y'all even kept the uh, the, the latches there. Yeah, the you know
2: way. what? We're, whenever you have such a such a large team, you also have some large individuals on the team. Yes. So yep. Uh, mm-hmm. The steering column, nice uh, nice of Saab to make a steering column that actually is telescoping. Oh, it's still
0: telescopes. Wow. Look at that. Look at all the modern cr- creature comforts of this uh, race car right here.
2: So we left the uh, left the <laughs> steering column in from the factory because you can. Modified a position for different different driving uh, positions. I'll run a bit of a back pad because I'm one of the shorter drivers on the team. But okay. uh, yeah, some of the bigger guys they got to remove the wheel and put it all the way up, and they're sure. scrunched up in there where I'm driving on my tippy toes. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> Benny Benny the Jet from Minnesota, uh-huh.
0: he's, he's six four oh, three hundred. Okay. I'm like six two six three, so I, I'd probably I'd probably not fit in this very well.
2: He's I guess. he's big measured from top to bottom and side to, <laughs> side, to side. So, uh, very nice. And I, I built this car so that everything was just out of my reach and I figured that would be adequate for everyone else mm-hmm. and and he looks like he's wearing this car. It's
0: Oh jeez. <laughs> he's in, he's yeah, he's yeah, like it's you said in, he's wearing the car. So. It's incredible. And yeah. uh,
2: so he he finished up the race for us at Indy he was the uh, last stint driver. Okay. And we had to peel him out of it and set him in <laughs> set him in a chair until he could feel until so he could legs
0: feel, feel himself again oh yeah, oh, so, uh, yeah. but you're running you're still running the original gauge cluster mm-hmm. um,
2: but... quirky, quirky sob note there is every single electronic component to a sob has a module they all talk to each other if you remove one then oh. you have no start It's like doing
0: the old school LS swaps before they came out with the ECUs where you could bypass everything. Horrible,
2: horrible, (laughs) horrible for racing. Right. Um, So we... Underneath, you can see the HVAC controls are zip-tied to the roll cage because there's an HVAC control module, believe it or not, okay, that will will no-start you. The ABS module, we had uh, the radio head unit is zip-tied up in there somewhere because there's a module in that. So (laughs) we did a uh, a wire diet where we stripped every unnecessary wire we could out of the car, and you can still see the bundle of... Yes, of... "Quote unquote necessary wires." So.
0: Necessary wires. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So
2: we we probably took about ten fifteen pounds of wiring out of yep. the car.
0: Yeah. And I yeah. love your, your your shift knob mm. uh, right now because you said that uh, it fell off last race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. Which I bet that was fun to shift that for uh, <laughs> for for about an hour or two, which well, is the uh, that's, that's the threads looking up at you. You know, traditional I mean? hot rod duct yes. tape shift ball. Duct tape shift ball that'll mm-hmm. never come off uh-huh. at this point. Gorilla tape is. I, I think that. Yeah, I was about to say, how, how much tape do y'all go through in a race? You think?
2: You better have several fresh rolls of tape to prep <laughs> for every single race, because yeah. you never yeah.
0: know. Plexiglass in the back here. Yep. So everything, everything Lexan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything Lexan.
2: Left the front windshield glass. Okay, cause... so
0: front windshield is still glass. Oh, and it does have a nice crack in it, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: glass is so much low, uh, less maintenance. We probably pick about twenty pounds out of out of the front window by going to plastic but mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah it's like if you if you painted a brick house you you're going to have to continually paint it just right. to keep it up but you can see out of the glass it doesn't scratch up a haze up or do anything like
0: that That's so good.
2: we're going to try to keep that in as long as possible but
0: okay
2: i'm sure eventually something's going to take it out and then we'll so uh, no
0: the, the sunroof uh, we got yeah. a nice plug for the uh-huh. sunroof you guys didn't want to go in style and uh ride with the uh the top open Yep, yep, yep. So you got a nice little plug in the top there.
2: Skin of aluminum over that. Take that whole mechanism out. That's that's extra weight. Yes, absolutely. Um, obviously, we don't uh,
0: we don't run the rear crash bar in it at all. Oh yeah, nice,
1: so.
0: nice and flimsy. Yeah, in the back here. Uh, so this is, brings me to my my favorite part of this is this uh, huge obnoxious wing. Oh yeah, which you could eat off of, which is awesome, and it's welded straight to the car. <laughs> <laughs> So you, when Let's you guys put this on, you, you were all in. You're like, I'm, I'm, this is going to be it right here. That's a race car. It's a race car.
2: It's nice. the nice thing about metal. It's not wood, okay? So, that's right. So wood, you cut once, and mm-hmm. you're done. Metal, you can cut once and add some more back on. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I've got several metal squirt guns, also called okay. MIG machines. So yes. you just pull the trigger and... Uh, let, it, let it eat. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Fire <laughs> it up and... Uh, Fire it up, burn it back and, on.
0: And everything is has been stripped out of the back here. It looks nothing like a sob. I mean, you could fit a lot of dead bodies back here still. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously no spare tire. The tub has all kind of um, gunk from past tires is what it looks like coming back up through it. So yeah, everything yeah, you yeah. could pick up on the race truck is probably like a truck where it just kind of sits back here. It's
2: very, very interesting. So a lot of the pickup guys know this as well, but the tail end of a car mm-hmm. is where air starts yep. feeding uh, back in curling back in. So everyone everyone knows that fast air mm-hmm. is lower pressure. That's why the bottom side of your wing is crowned so that air accelerates across the bottom side. Mm-hmm. It's moving faster. The front the top edge of your windshield is where air has to accelerate the quickest. So that's where you're going to generate the most front end lift, which you don't want in a race car. Right. So uh but a lot of people don't acknowledge that the backside of the car is where most of your aerodynamic efficiencies are won or lost because okay. the air, the hole you're punching through the air has to get refilled. Mm-hmm. That has a huge drag penalty because you're you're just making such a disruption of drag. So we've cut giant slots out of the rear bumper cover to try to allow as much oh air, for sure yeah as much air out from underneath the car without catching that parachute effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've run previous cars where we've turned into roadsters and and cut the cut the underneath of it and pinched it and teardropped it because sure. any proper sports car, the back side of it's gonna look like a teardrop. The okay. front the front is less important. Mm-hmm. It it just needs a bit of a round off on the front, but the teardrop so that the air can re merge with the least amount of turbulence is where you pick up the most uh, most efficiency in aerodynamics, right? So
0: no fancy uh, three hundred dollar tow hooks for you in the back <laughs> that are bolted straight to the bumper, yeah, like basically. you see on a lot of street cars. <laughs> looks uh,
2: looks something like a ratchet strap. It's a little yep. lighter.
0: Yes, a little lighter. It looks great. And so tell me about this fuel cell because I mm-hmm. think that's uh, that was. Really interesting the way that you all did this, and you know you by the way, you did all the bead rolling mm-hmm. you did all the metal work on this, mm-hmm. so this is i mean when we say home built it's it 's home built mm-hmm. you know so
2: so the fuel cell's a uh, i believe a twenty gallon something something to that effect a twenty okay. gallon fuel cell um, what we 've done is you lay the cell where the rear seat would have been, you trace it with a sharpie and chop the car out so that we could submerge the canister of the cell into the uh, tub of the car until the bottom of it is flush, so it's kind of an aerodynamic bottom side as well, oh, okay. and that way it's recessed until we get a lower center of gravity, and then I'll weld the, the fuel cell canister into the floor pan of the car, then you put the bladder back into mm-hmm. it, and uh, we built a aluminum cover structure just because uh, you got to have all, your, all yep. your fuel covered up.
0: And then you um, said a little race trick tip, running a little bit bigger. Uh, yeah, you want inlet
2: on it. You're, you you want to run as big a fuel neck as you can sure. because, well, that's that's free capacity. Mm-hmm. That's free capacity. So I'll pop the uh, I'll pop the cover off this thing
0: real sure. quick and yeah yeah. You can see our fuel arrangement. This looks great. You need a beer, by the way, while you're doing that. We'll get the bud lights because they're easier to open. Check that out.
2: So this is a one the, aspect. Here. the one aspect of the car where it will look a little more racy is you're allowed to use the best components you can find for your fuel system because fire is dangerous. Right. So right. There's, no, uh, there's no points or penalties, and I can pop this rear door yeah, too. Yeah, pop
0: it off. Should take a good look at it. <laughs> so That's tape coming off, by the way.
2: Yeah, tape the rear door shut. <laughs> Don't it's all in. about
0: aerodynamics around here,
2: you know? Don't need in there once the race starts or your race is over.
0: By the way, this thing has battle scars all over it, which I love. Race cars have their own story, right? I mean, that uh, uh, when I... Uh, when I first started restoring cars and everything, I was like, oh, you got to make everything so pretty and so perfect and everything hanging on here. And then the longer I, uh, I built them and drove them, the more I really enjoyed the uh, the more I really enjoyed the fact that there's battle scars on these things, and, and they all ha- I have stories that go with them, you know so someone's hanging up. that's a race car.
1: <laughs> Maybe.
0: Maybe it's less nah, That's all good. We'll get pictures of it later.
2: that's yeah, that weird. It normally doesn't do
0: that. No, it normally does not So no latches.
2: See how, nice how rigid the, uh, I'm sure
0: people are gonna be able to hear that, sure. <laughs> sure. How rigid the rear
2: door is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can access the other side. Yeah, so, we'll get we'll get to it later. So not the the whole fuel system is is the nice high quality A N fittings mm-hmm. and and we run the transfer pump into a swirl pot with a optics that's halfway down for the fuel level sensor because it's very important to know how much fuel is left. Yes. So <laughs> so that you can make it back right without the tow truck.
0: Right. And then so it, there's not a limit to capacity that you can hold in in, in these okay. on the. Yep. Yep. Oh, there's, there's a there's a capacity limit. Oh, okay. All right. Which
2: is a bit of a hindrance to the V8 boys. Right. So. That's why, we, that's why we love these little, turbo yeah. four cylinders, to- because turbo force. if you need to go into fuel conserve mode, you really can. Right. And, uh, so the Mustangs and the Camaros and the uh, there's some Corvettes in the series, they are going to be drinking a ton of fuel, where if we have to, uh, this thing can, can turn into quite an economical racer. Sure. So.
0: Yeah, man, it, it's a gorgeous car. So, I mean, how did you originally get into this?
2: <clears throat> originally, well... Previous shop was uh, called Domination Chassis. We did motorsports performance fabrication. You name it. If the phone rang, I said yes. Let's find a way to do it. We were. um, I I was just trying to find my way into motorsports any way I could, Mm -hmm. and I did not have the last name. Who's Who's Pittsburgh Ganassi?
0: Yeah, uh, Ray Hall. Ray Hall. Yeah.
2: So yeah, my last name Cooper, unrelated to the tires.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, you, you could come <clears throat> from tire money at this point, Mm-mm. you know. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. I just wanted to get into racing, and I had enough money to get a welder, just not enough money to get a okay. race car. So once you have a welder, you start building roll cages for people and doing anything you possibly can. And that's when, uh, years down the line, Rob and Bank, the, mm-hmm. the team principal, found me to do some repair work for one of his race cars. So uh, he made the proposal of... Why don't you, you're good at fixing race cars,
1: mm-hmm.
2: why don't you, instead of me paying you to fix a race car, I'll just throw you a drive stint if you prepare a race car for oh, us. there you go. I said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you're going to bring the race car. You're going to supply the parts. You're going to supply the entry fee to the track. You're going to supply the transportation to the track. All I have to do is work on it and drive it and not have to worry about all the all the the business part of it. So... Any, uh, anybody else that just has their own race car has to own the race car, has to own the tow truck, mm. has to own the oh, fuel trucks. Yeah, sure. So it gets to be a bit problematic to try to do any kind of road racing right. because of the infrastructure required. So yeah. we're in a, a big collaborative. So when Rob, Rob made that proposition, I said, wait a minute, I, I get to have all the fun. For 10% of the work. Yes. <laughs> that's that's how I, I justify you, that's it. That's how I justified
0: right. it to you, you, yourself. And, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So it's probably a little more than 10% of the work because we we spend hours upon hours just resorting this thing and right. taking it out. But you and,
0: enjoy it though. Oh, right? absolutely. How'd how you get it. into welding? self taught welder? Did you go to school for it? Or? Yeah, I went to a tech school in Ohio. Okay. All
2: right. Uh UNO, uh, University of Northwestern Ohio. Awesome. Um there's a motorsports. Tech school, they had a little welding yep. course, bought a welder, weld every damn day. That's, I mean, you want to get good at something. Want to get good. All it takes is ten thousand hours. That's, so, <laughs> that's right.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the guys that, uh, uh, so I, I take donations on, on the site for you know all my business expenses, but I give I give a lot of it away. So uh, one of the foundations that I work with is uh, local here, uh, a buddy of mine down there in uh, in Washington. It's Help Hard, and what he does is he gives. He has a foundation for guys who want to do technical jobs so mm-hmm. they want to go to tech schools and everything he does you know scholarships for him and everything like that so it was kind of a really good you know uh, yeah. a deal that me and him got together and i've known him for a very long time. he works in oil and gas like i do uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh so uh, you know because we want guys like you coming out and we don't want to lose you know uh, those types of jobs you know the hvac jobs you know the, the stuff where you're really getting your hands dirty every day yeah you know, oh yeah
2: trades is um it's a unfortunately it's a slimming talent pool it is and there's not a lot of people entering uh that side of the funnel so right it's going to be interesting to see how it trades overall I and mean, that's a that's a whole nother oh it's a can of worms so, for sure you know
0: is, i mean a lot of guys they want to be in uh, you know all the you know silicon valley and you know being all all this this kind of tech type of deal but Oh, there's yeah. going to be a shortage oh, yeah. of guys who know how to do this much longer oh yeah you know? and that's why uh again the second second reason why I started this because I wanted to find those guys out there that know how to do this <coughs> still and see you know what they're doing you know and and how they're they're helping everybody out you know come along and the next generation that's going to be after us because there's not going to be much of
2: that yeah when, you and know? obviously we don't do it for the fame, so another mm-hmm. another one of the the infamous team sayings is. <laughs> Probably should have just got a drug habit because it's cheaper and more socially acceptable. (laughs) For sure. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, these things are, you know, they're a pit, you know? I mean. Much
2: cheaper. We drive to racetracks after work. One one time we drove to Daytona. I worked all day Friday, hopped in a car with a couple people and drove all night to the track in Daytona, Florida, which Mm is about a 14-hour drive. Got to the track as as uh, it was opening. Helped set up pits and unload the race car. So just spent a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of hours awake. Uh, Dan and I drove to Road Atlanta overnight after work one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, the indie trip is uh, it's all red eye because you're just doing
0: this.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Doing this for uh, doing it for the fun and the love of it. Yeah. I mean, for the adrenaline rush. Absolutely.
0: Right? And it's a huge rush.
2: And you're trying to uh, and everyone asks like, oh, how much do you win
0: and. <laughs> So that's always the big, uh, yeah. that's a, Dan about choked on his beer over there after you said that. <laughs> How much you win? You win, he win all
2: the fame and notoriety. Uh, the, the trophies are, you,
0: you get guys so like, like me want to come in here and talk about, talk about, you know, cars, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? The, <laughs> pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. The,
2: the most, the most badass trophies in, in auto racing and most sports I've, I've seen anyway. Sure. Uh, I've got a couple of them in the office, a couple at the auto, house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Grab, yeah. Grab one in the office. So. Every time uh, I leave my son, he's 10, mm-hmm. leave him for the weekend, and uh, he, he tells me I better bring back a trophy for him to play That's with, because right. they, they make him into these sculpted warriors and dinosaurs yeah. and, and <laughs> TIE fighters from... Uh, the, the trophies mm-hmm. are absolutely phenomenal.
0: Oh, yeah, they're gorgeous. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, definitely going to be taking a picture of that. That's cool. <clears throat> That's real cool. So, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of guys get into it, you know, thinking there's, you know, chicks and everything mm. involved, and... It's like dudes like me drilling over the car. Well, and that's, that's
2: the one thing about the Daytona races. Mm-hmm. That is the only track where the women will come to the track. Mm, okay. Good to know. Great proximity for a racetrack because you could yes. almost see the beach.
0: Yes. So They used to race right there on the beach. That's where it all started. Oh, yeah.
2: And uh, So when we go down there, we pay homage, and there's a bar called, uh, I believe it's Turn 1,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: it's right at... Turn One, where they used to go onto the sand. Oh wow! Is a uh, bar that's got a nice outdoor patio. So okay. So every time we go down there, we'll have dinner at uh, at Turn One. And, yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic time. And there's there's so much, so much to racing and motorsports that people pour all this effort into, and you can see the artifacts and the old cars and the old tracks, right. and it's it's a shame to see uh, some old tracks that just don't oh that make don't it. make it right. And uh, there's a lot of old tracks that that do survive and get bought up um the vir is one of them Mm -hmm. they they almost succumb to uh just old age and i i don't know the ownership group that bought it but they just did a phenomenal job turning that place into virtual country club wow uh on on track accommodations you can stay in uh Stay in almost a condo right above pit uh, pit lane. They oh, have that's nice. um, it's it's a beautiful facility, and they run uh, IMSA races there. So yep. it's
0: well, yeah. I mean, I think there for a, a long time. Uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, it just got so expensive that these tracks couldn't stay you know viable because there wasn't enough people who could be in it and and actually run these <coughs> yeah, races. Yeah, the barrier know? entry is so high. Right. So.
2: So as we, it just keeps coming back to the niceness of the cumulative effort and the cost sharing and the Mm -hmm. labor sharing because you might not be very good at working on race cars Mm
1: -hmm.
2: or cars in general or might not even have a shop. So what you're going to do is find yourself a team of endurance road racers and say, here's my skill. Mm -hmm. I have lots of money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> That's I, right. I'm sponsored by Benjamin Franklin. That's exactly right. I'd like right. to be on a race team. That's exactly right. Then you don't need to worry about having the truck, the fuel jugs, all, yep. of, all of the, the rule tech book memorized. You just have to show up and not wreck the race car. Right. Just don't wreck
0: it because everybody <laughs> else is going to be mad at you. Yes, so. yes, yes.
2: Because there's a lot of other people that don't have the Benjamins, but they have blood, sweat, and tears. Wrapped up in into it. this car, absolutely, so. absolutely. Uh, so
0: you said you have a son. Does he he race? Yeah. I know I know you're in the karting uh, mm-hmm. karting. Mm-hmm. I see it from time to time. Mm-hmm. So he he's all in.
2: He's you know? he's a hockey player and okay. a
0: kart racer. Okay, and
2: I am. Uh, how do you say? I'm okay with both. So it's uh, two good things to be in. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, hockey's big. Hockey's big up north. Hockey was uh, huge well up here. Dallas. Dallas came close.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I know. Yeah, I guess, yeah, they just they just did, right? They pushed them. They was pushed rooting them
2: hard for them. Yeah. Watched it. I and, uh, and I thought they were going to find a way to claw back into making it a game 7 there, but yeah. Um, how about that? We got Tampa and uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and
0: right. Dallas, Dallas Stars. Stars. Yeah, two Southern teams playing in uh, <laughs> the hockey uh, in the in the, in the, in, the, the bubble, cup, man. in the bubble in the bubble
2: in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, huge huge sports fanatic, but um, maybe it's Ernest Hemingway. So the uh, the true sports:
0: yeah. mountain climbing, <laughs> yeah, oh bullfighting,
2: yeah. and racing. There you go. The rest Perfect. are just games. Yes. So when <laughs> is he
0: going to be able to get in this car and, and drive this thing?
2: So, uh, <laughs>
0: he's 10. So, so yeah, he's I put <laughs> six more years. I mean, God, the guy's driving, man. He's, he's going to
2: have to earn his, earn his way onto the team. Okay. Uh, so okay. I, li- to, I like where this
0: is going. <laughs> yeah. tough. Yeah, love. So he's
2: going to have to start working on the car cause he's not sponsored by a Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> <laughs> but now I got him, I got him a race cart. He races yep. the, uh, it's called the, the two Oh six series up here at, at pit race. So, um, it's, it's a really nice local club racing series uh i've done some competitive kart racing or i traveled to charlotte uh, to do to do a kart race for a pro kart series and uh it's just fantastic seeing uh, the cadet group i think it's eight to twelve okay is in his group um and, and I told his mom that I think they're going about 30 miles an hour or so. And <laughs> okay. we put the GPS lap timer sure. on his steering wheel because he started getting a little better at it. And you can check the fastest speed. And he's clicking a little over 50. Okay, so,
0: well, if like, she listens to this now, she knows. So, don't tell your mom. <laughs> <She gets> right. <laughs>
2: don't tell your mom you're going that fast. But well, he'll, uh, he'll enter turn one yeah. at pit race. And that's a, a sweeping 90, uh, a bit of a climbing sweeping 90. Mm-hmm. He'll enter turn one, and it's a, a quick lift, point to the apex, back on throttle, and mm-hmm. you'll see 8-, 910 year old kids entering that turn, and the rear not hanging in there, and it starts tail sliding, and they're correcting it, throttle uh-huh. down, counter-steer, practically drifting, drifting it. through <laughs> a corner at 10. Mm-hmm. Just ripping it. Uh-huh. It's It is absolute... Uh, it's an absolute hoot to see. you got to come out to the... Uh, yeah, to the I should. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I Actually, think that would be fun. Yeah, I don't know I what mean, you're doing this weekend, Jen, but we'll be up at be pit great. racing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Jen's uh, Jen's daughter is six. And, uh, you know, like I said, I restore cars in my in my garage, and she loves walking down there. And, and I knew we were going to have a problem when she walked in. And, like, she said, oh, I love the smell of the oil and gasoline. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah. man. A... We're going to have issues. We're going to have big issues. And then I had a little Acura... RSX type S uh that I did some little modifications to we used mm-hmm. to take that thing out and mm-hmm. when I was on full throttle I mean she's in the back screaming yeah woo woo I said oh man I said, so, when you get older this is going to be yeah you want to keep this your this is going to be a problem
2: you want to keep your kids <laughs> off drugs you get them hooked on cars they won't have time or money
0: That's exactly right that's exactly
2: right so, so my, but good
0: that's good are you are you teaching them how to work on cars and everything yeah you so?
2: you uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not I put a couple of videos of him welding but I've had people apply yep. To work in my shop that say they know how to weld mm-hmm. that can't weld like this kid so uh he's learning yeah he's learning it, from the best it's just you know, I mean. it's so bizarre to watch because he puts a helmet on and this he's he's a little guy mm-hmm. 60 pounds he puts a weld he's helmet he's all helmet on, <laughs> yeah puts a weld helmet on and he looks like um looks like space balls at this point <laughs> and the gloves come all the way up to his elbow so it's yeah. just it's just helmet and gloves and this little little slender uh body oh. behind it all and he'll fire up and burn the most consistent t-joint that you've ever wow. seen and and when he flips the lid out i'm just shocked i look at it i'm
0: like where'd that come from okay <laughs> all right how about it You're an it came natural. from my loin that's where it came from <laughs> you're it's uh it's
2: really really fun to to see him in the shop burning he loves it good he loves it so so his uh uh, hierarchy of dream jobs is um, pro hockey player. Okay. Backup. Um, work at the zoo. Okay. Animals, work at the zoo. That's fine. Backup welder. Perfect. So. I Think Perfect. we're good. Don't
1: even need. I, I think college. we know. I think we know.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, exactly.
2: Don't even need. College. Maybe for the zoo job. We'll yeah, see.
0: maybe for the zoo job. Yes, exactly. We'll exactly. see how that hangs in there. Please. So, if someone wanted to get into this, to this series, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know what. I'm hesitant to ask how much money it would cost to put one of these cars together, because I feel like it's, it's... Well, they're $500 cars. Yeah. $500. <laughs> well, I mean, there's probably... I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what a 96 Saab is going for anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, that's another nice thing about the Saabs, is you can't mm-hmm. give them away, because there's right. just no love for them. Right. No love for them on the street. Right. So, you can... Partially get a free sob if mm-hmm. you wanted to. There's a ton of BMWs in our series, but it's supposed but to. But BMWs
0: economic. at that point too. You, you know the mid, you know the big uh, '90s ones and the early 2000s. I mean, unless you're not buying an M3 or anything like that, they're pretty reasonable at this point. Yeah, oh
2: yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So, so the entry, much like anything, you can do it cheap. Mm-hmm. To do it well, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. If you want to run it at the front edge, you're going to be putting the best. We have to run two hundred treadwear tires. Mm-hmm. You have to run the best two hundred treadwear tires. And it's gonna eat yeah. a set or two. So whenever that happens, you buy more tires. <laughs> the brake pads are going to you have to run the best brake pads mm-hmm. and they're three, four hundred dollars a set for brake pads. The rotors are going to eat themselves. Mm-hmm. The C V axles are gonna eat themselves. Everything when you're pushing it to the limit. And we're not driving ten-tenths because it's endurance. So ten-tenths right. is sprint race pace, letting it all hang out, jump the curbs, sliding four-wheel drift sure. through every corner. A- an F1
0: race that takes an hour yes. to do, yes. Yes, in those.
2: <laughs> so you, you can burn a car down very, very quickly. But if you're racing, you are racing. And the mm-hmm. cars do consume wheel bearings. They consume, consume, consume. So, yeah, it, it takes a lot just to keep it on the rails. Uh, there's a ton of teams out there that just go to drive the track mm-hmm. and see how they how they fare sure. we try to win overall we try to maintain being the winningest team in the champ car endurance series and God, we we've got so many wins i think what at 40 50 wins at this point or something wow
0: geez <coughs> Jeez. it's
2: uh yeah the team principal has <laughs> has a spreadsheet of how we placed it every race we've been to and it's just oh an absurd amount of races sure. so um but we we continue to try to to just push it and win races yeah. because we love pushing it and winning races.
0: And well, well, where does it go from here? Then mm-hmm. I, I guess y'all stay in the series. Do you go? High, do you go bigger, better? I mean, you know, Man, you what's know. the ceiling? What's the ceiling at this point? Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. How fast do you want to go? Mm-hmm. How big's your wallet? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so it's interesting. Road racing is so cool mm-hmm. in this aspect. If you like baseball, mm-hmm. you're never going to play with uh, McCutcheon, it's just never going right. to happen. You're never going to join a rec league and play with him. Right. If you like hockey, you're never going to play with Jamie Benn or Sidney Crosby.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You're, it's just not going to happen. Right. So you name the, the uh, highest echelon in sports that you could possibly name and you cannot dance on the same stage. In racing, because it is so expensive to just test and maintain and and do things, even in our lowly series, Cup drivers frequent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're we're uh, able to race against NASCAR drivers. Uh, one of the guys that's driven for us several times, um, Johan, he is a BMW uh, Motorsports instructor. So if you oh, buy wow. an M car and you want to to get the M Sport instruction down in, uh, I believe it's in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's one of the instructors that will Take we'll you show you and wow. uh, he currently holds the world record for the longest drift. So he oh, took geez. a uh, brand yeah. new M5 and just drifted and drifted and drifted and I believe they sent a, a bogey car out there with a guy hanging out the window in a refuel jug because uh, he did a, a, did a drift on a skid pad for hours. <sighs> wow. So wow, they wet it down so it didn't <laughs> shred the tires. So, um, so the intriguing thing is, you get to actually dance on the stage mm-hmm. of the highest level in motorsports and see how mortal how you actually are. The rest of everybody is, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's pretty incredible. So well,
0: and it's kind of like one of those one of those deals, kind of like golf, where you can kind of play it <clears throat> until you you know you're. Mm-hmm. You get to a pretty pretty good old age, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: So you, you can continue doing this, and if you want to graduate up, mm-hmm. break out another thousand. Right. <laughs> so, break right. out more money, and, you know what I mean? And it's available to you. Yes, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it does get expensive. Um, we race with guys that have raced the IMSA Series. We've, uh, we've raced with guys that have, you know, on our team, have driven our car, have driven in very high level in motorsports. Uh, we've raced against competitors that are at the top level of motorsports. And we've won against their teams because this is what we do very, very well. Very well, yeah. You can't just bring a ringer driver and beat us in a 10-hour yeah, race. Right. Because we've got you a whole not know stable. of may the
0: car and everything that's, you know. Yeah,
2: you might bring out a 10, and we have a stable of 8s. So good luck <laughs> sure. keeping up.
0: Sure, exactly. Good luck
2: keeping up because we're just going to keep... Keep turning laps as efficiently yeah. as possible. Our our pit strategy. We refuel very quickly. We spend very very little time when the car's running right. We try to put together a a seven, ten, fourteen, twenty four hour long package of racing okay. that is very very hard to drive around. So, wow. uh, and it's it's different than you're going to see in a lot of motorsports and performance and enthusiasm because. My, my street car, I have a turbocharged Fox body.
0: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, which is awesome. I wish it was here tonight. Yeah, uh, it's a, I, I, like, I like that thing a lot. It's at my show. And that car... And actually, the, very, the, next, uh, the next episode of the podcast, my buddy has an SVO. Like ah, an nice. old school SVO four-banger nice, turbocharged nice. we're going to go through because, I mean, it's just a weird car, you know? Oh, yeah. Those, those are badass. <laughs> are those bad. are badass.
2: Now, yeah, yeah mine's, mine's a five-liter, mm-hmm. uh, single-turbo. Um, I run a full straight cut dog ring gearbox, so it, it makes the the gear wind like it's got a supercharger and yeah. then you shift and it, it just makes the bangs and whistles the turbos All make. All the sounds and, that and, and, you want. And the tires are roasting and it's, <laughs> it's absolutely incredible and a hoot to drive and I keep it parked because it is nothing compared to driving an 06 Saab wheel-to-wheel on the high banks of Daytona as fast as you could possibly go. Yeah, I mean, that's... Nothing um, compares.
0: That's what, you you know, you hear, you know, you listen to a lot of these guys who uh, are on TV and stuff, and they say, you know, they talk about these GTRs and stuff. They're like, don't buy one of these, especially if you've raced before, because you're never going to be able to drive this car on the edge like you you can on a racetrack. You know, a street car will never be anywhere close to, to that.
2: It's you know. it's a weird culmination of loving that edge of performance, and melding it with loving motorsports and cars. You don't get to do that with your supercars mm-hmm. unless you're driving in the Ferrari Challenge, right? And, and that's unattainable to most. Oh, yeah, but for sure.
1: There's uh, <laughs> so
2: yeah, one of the fellows on our team, he frequents the um, Virginia City Hill Climb in just mm-hmm. uh, in Nevada. And I believe it's been, he's been king of the hill several times. Oh, wow. Um, he had a, a modded GTR that uh, had turbos on it. I think he's done like six, 700 wheel horsepower. Wow. Running Hoosiers. Wins that race. Um, he's, he's upgraded he to a... a he uh, record, too. Boy. Yeah, hill record year after year. Wow. And he's racing against, uh, you know, the newest McLarens, the newest Ferraris, mm-hmm. the newest everything. Um, he races with us. And he'll tell you, 100%. There's nothing like driving these old sobs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he would Dude, people are gonna listen to this and be like, where can I get a sob? <laughs> <And it's> not, <laughs>
2: where are all the sobs hiding? <laughs> it's not it's not just the sob either. It's yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Not, right. It's right. just driving a real race car and it doesn't have to have the race car bells and whistles. Right. You don't have to have coilovers, you don't have to have everything that you see at the car show. Yep. the safety has to be the best safety you can get. And the rest of it if it didn't make your car faster, it has no business being on there. I don't care whose sticker is on it. <laughs> if it didn't make the car faster, then it has no business right. on the car. Right, So, yeah, then, uh, but Justin, he's upgraded to that, uh, Porsche. yeah, I think he's got a 19 or, 19 or twenty twenty uh 911 GT2 RS. Oh,
0: wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's got a little
2: something. Um, and, and he'll tell you. Yeah. You want to you wanna have fun driving a car? That's a cool car.
0: <laughs> you get in a ratty old Saab, getting the two, the three-tone Saab, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and see what's going on. So you have the Mustang, you have the Saab. Yep. Uh, what else do you have? I know you have one other one that I really like because I'm a DSM owner myself. Ah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yep, yep, the Mitsubishi. <laughs> yes. The devours shitloads of money. Yes, is, uh... <laughs> that
0: thing is a money pit, man. It,
2: <laughs> so yeah we campaigned that for for a couple of years and well what, what,
0: what is it first off tell everybody kind of
2: what uh, it is first generation mm-hmm. uh dsm diamond star motor that's the uh, eagle talon yep um which is also the Mitsubishi eclipse yep so. yep plymouth laser plymouth laser yeah yes. buddy yes. so um in <laughs> that car got the knife we uh we sawed it off at at the top of the fenders and uh Turned it into a roadster, so you would <laughs> you would drive that thing in the wind. Um, I keep coming back to Daytona because I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's well, it's not, a magical
0: place. It's right? it's a, a racetrack. I mean it's a proper racetrack. You know what I mean? So. It isn't the mm-hmm. oh yeah, I've seen pictures.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I love it. I love it. It's it's not one of those tracks that that is like a road Atlanta that has a the last turn cresting under a bridge, coming, sweeping right-hander down a hill. You're, you're sweeping past 90, 100 mile an hour, and there's a concrete wall on the left side of the track mm-hmm. that is just harrowing and <laughs> intimidating. It's not Watkins Glen that's surrounded with, we call them the blue bushes because there is no bushes. It's all right. steel barrier, and they're mm-hmm. painted blue. So you you have these tracks that tour the countryside, and they rise over hills and S-bend through, and they are the best driving tracks to to just get in that flow zone sure of upshift upshift brake hard downshift into third release the release the brakes as you're turning into the bus stop left right you just get into that flow zone which mm-hmm. is magical uh and you can do it at Daytona but Daytona has a different magic to it mm-hmm. when you're driving on a wall and you're used to <laughs> you're used to looking ahead by turning your head to the left to see what's coming up in the left-hand turn. Well, when your car is leaned on its <laughs> side, you look ahead by looking upward. Upward, because sure. you're Because you're laying over on the side. And yeah. you're looking through the top of the windshield to see what's coming up on the track right. rather than looking over to the left.
0: Yeah, so, that was the most, uh, so I've, I've seen two races at Talladega. Mm-hmm. And that was the, I, I sat on the infield uh, right there at uh, turn four. And that was the, the craziest thing I've ever seen is they're above you and they're looking at you <laughs> at the same time <laughs> you so, know when they're racing.
2: It's so bizarre. Like, it is. If anybody, everybody, you've, you've got to find a way to race at Daytona. Mm-hmm. You've just got to do that once in your life. You've got to race at Daytona. You, you, I think you've sold it on this if right here can, for, for
0: most people. <laughs> if you, you sold can, it to me.
2: <laughs> if you can race at Indy, if mm-hmm. you can cross the bricks, mm-hmm. legendary. Mm-hmm. Legendary track. You can cross the same bricks that the more famous drivers that love best of the, the best. sport, Andretti's, the oh, my everybody, yes. you know, yes. Yes. the Rick yes. Mears, everybody, legends. Yeah. So, uh, and these tracks, again, they're completely available to anyone. You're mm-hmm. not going to play at Wrigley Field, mm-hmm. but you can drive Daytona. That's nice. I'm telling you, it's it's so cool yep. to be able to participate in something that would uh, would typically seem unattainable. So, um,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, from a guy who's doing rust repair here in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and to be able to race across those tracks with the, you know, the the, the likes of those guys, the Jeff Gordons and, and people like that, I mean, that's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, that's everybody's kind of dream, you know. We
2: rode in the same tire tracks as them. That's, <laughs> that's right.
0: That's right. That's right. So you so, got
2: the. So you got so the, the, uh, the DSM. The DSM, yeah. Was, yeah. Um, it, it's a roadster, so mm-hmm. you're in the wind. And as you're coming around the banks it's just blown like it's <laughs> blowing your helmet you around in the yeah. turbulence and uh, but so that that car was um, our motto is add lightness, add simplicity, mm-hmm. chop the roof off, pinch the uh, pinch the back end down. It looked like a uh, looked like a dirt late model almost. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, it's mixed. a prototype for sure. I mean it, yeah. it it doesn't it doesn't have the same shape as a, a mm-hmm. typical first gen. So it's you it's know. got a
2: huge diffuser, huge splitter, enormous
0: wing um
2: and that car being all wheel drive is <laughs> yeah yeah we we put the wing on the Saab. that's from Oh the, that's
0: from the that's yeah. from the Yep yep <laughs> Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. that, That's even. I, I love that even more now. <laughs> Not only that it's welded, that that it was yeah. on that car.
2: <laughs> yeah, we had to borrow. We had to borrow the wing because it worked so well. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's all. So the DSM's all wheel drive. So yep. if it rained, lights out. Mm-hmm. You cannot come off a corner in a BMW in the rain because the right. car dances. Mm-hmm. You can't come off a corner. The front drive is a huge improvement. So the Sobs, if it rains, we have a. Yes. enormous advantage. It is it, yes, it is a
0: front wheel for everybody who is you know mm-hmm. who's listening to this wondering oh what is it? it's front wheel,
2: front <laughs> drive only, big advantage in the rain, uh, the front you're asking a lot out of the front tires in the dry because sure. they've got to slow the car, turn the car, accelerate the car so mm-hmm. we beat front tires up. Uh, mm-hmm. The all wheel drive never had a problem with the all wheel drive system, center diff, rear diff, all that was fantastic. Mitsubishi electronics
0: are <laughs> not. <laughs> Sophisticated. You can say it's garbage. It's fine. Yes, not not garbage. Hey, man, I own a second gen, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you the the electronics are garbage.
2: <laughs> they're they're not sophisticated enough. So, so Saab being a defense company, mm-hmm. this car is so sophisticated that if there's a glitch, if a sensor dies, if you have a hole in your intercooler, if anything happens to mm-hmm. the car, it will save itself. It'll okay. dial boost back. It'll it'll retard timing. Yep. It's it knows how to not have collateral damage out the wazoo. Sure.
0: Do you have traction control on this?
2: It does have traction control. Okay, all right. Uh, stability control, I think, uh, is gone because sometimes you got to pitch the car yep. and stability control fights you. Yep. Uh, it still does have traction control. Uh, saves the tires.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <clears throat> the the DSM didn't need it because it's all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Anytime there was a, a tiny glitch, the engine would eat itself. Oh, yeah. If you had... A, a any type of boost leak, it would uh, it would run rich, right. And then you'd have too high of EGT and it'd melt the turbo, uh, anything that went wrong with it, mm-hmm. it just wasn't sophisticated enough to continue racing. So, if we're leading a race and something happens and we go off pace, mm-hmm. the Saab electronic package will keep you turning laps. There you go, so you can limp home a win, uh-huh. or the Mitsubishi. You're
0: done. You're dead in the water, man. It's trophy your trailer. Yep. yep. So <laughs> the car. Mustang, you got the Mustang, the DSM. Yeah. You race this. Yeah, yeah. Any other any other crazy things you're you're building out there or want to build or anything? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a loaded question.
2: Ah, uh, you know. It's <sighs> I, I, uh, I think my my dreams are to just continue pushing uh form or excuse mm-hmm. me continue pushing function over form mm-hmm. and uh whatever hot rod we choose yeah. it it doesn't it's mattered less and less to me what i thought was cool the turbo mustang is something i always wanted the, right. the DSNs, the old school mopars loved them um so yeah if we're if we're gonna go into that realm of what kind of street <laughs> machine yep uh let's let's do it might be cliche now but i mean Give me a give me a muscle car. Give me an E mm-hmm. body or B body. Okay. Cuda. Uh, Mopar guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> give me a Very nice. give me a '68 Charger. All right. Uh,
0: throw the modern Hemi in it. Um, so you you're good with resto modding and throwing the, yeah the new stuff in with the old. Hey look man, look I always uh, I mean I have a, I have a semi Chevelle. I have a, a '68 Nova. Um, you know, I've owned a lot of older cars. Yeah. yeah and I yeah. bought this 59 Apache, and it's the first time I've ever had like a modern motor in a car. <clears throat> you can't beat it, man. Mm-hmm. It, and I've always been a carburetor guy, and uh, I'm like, I just, I, it's so hard to beat now. It, the reliability, the performance, the fuel economy. I hate to, I hate mean, to admit it. I hate it's to tap. Tough. I hate it's to tough. tap. Was, yeah. I mean, I hate to tap too, but you know, my Chevelle, my Chevelle I'm rebuilding right now. Oh, wow. My Chevelle, I'm rebuilding. Uh, I am going to stick with the old-school carburetor because I feel like I need at least one old-school carbureted you know car yep. in my fleet at yep. this point. you know. So I, I swapped over my Nova to the electronic fuel injection. So it still runs an old-school 350, but I have the, the fuel injection system in it now. And it's a dream. I mean, it, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. It's got to so. turn the key once, and it pops right on every single time, whether it's cold, whether it's hot. It doesn't, it doesn't Got do. it. Got to love Gotta love
2: cars in the the realm of they're, they're a canvas for right. your personality. That's exactly, the, right. the traditional hot rodder in me wants to have a five window coupe mm-hmm. um, sitting on a thirty two frame with a flathead.
0: Yep, everybody just, wants it. Yeah, who
2: who wouldn't yeah. want to cruise right. in in a just
0: a modest chop five window? Mm-hmm. Well, hey man, look the the very first episode we did with my buddy Dave. That's what he has. Mm-hmm. He, he has a, a gorgeous a gorgeous five window. I mean, and it's still old school carbureted. It's got the three deuces yep. on it. And oh, I mean, it. it's awesome. You know what I mean? <clears> throat> and throat> throat> and uh, I mean, he's a much older guy than us. And that's that's what he likes. And man, the thing runs love with it. everybody love else. Yeah, I love it. Love to so, have. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I'm just like every other car yeah. guy out there. Where if you're going to look at a house, let's see how big the garage is that's real right. quick. And, uh, <laughs> You know, if we're talking about hey man, moving, When I bought
0: mine, when I bought my first house, I said the only thing is I need a three car garage. Gotta have you gotta have your priorities right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> gotta have
2: your priorities right. So yeah. yeah, um you can probably add a zero to that and uh, again get about a thirty car garage because you yep. need a race car bay and then a bay for all the parts for yeah, the race exactly. car. Then, and that's exactly right. Then uh, yeah, you you definitely wanna have a traditional hot rod in the mm-hmm. fleet. You definitely wanna have a, a resto modded muscle car that has the muscle look. Without all the inconveniences of, oh, my carburetor is gummed <laughs> up again because of the fuel we have to run nowadays. Yes. So yes. you're gonna wanna have that. Then you're gonna wanna also have your, your original muscle mm-hmm. car just because there's nothing like driving an original
0: feeling car oh, with yeah. the mechanical brakes. and, it's, and I have a, <coughs> a 66 F100 that has that. It's mm-hmm. got the manual drum brakes all mm-hmm. the way around, it's got a three speed. Uh, v8 in it and i mean you have to you have to drive the truck i mean you you, there's no learn to drive there's no uh you know quick stop in that thing you know i mean you got to watch everything around you you yeah i'm
2: teaching my daughter to drive she's 16 and she's learning in a honda accord (laughs) you don't have to learn how to drive the car (laughs) the car practically drives itself yes it does everything so well i'm I'm going to talk up a honda accord yeah yeah, I exactly. think it's a 2012 Honda Accord. It does everything perfectly. <laughs> right. The brakes work perfectly. Yes, the visibility is
0: spectacular. Outstanding, you can right.
2: see you can see in all of your blind spots. It accelerates <laughs> smooth. It Cold starts, it does everything perfectly. You don't have to learn how to operate the machine. Like you used to, like you used to. So that's right. uh, nobody so that's, reads the owner's manual anymore. That's yeah. <laughs> I love I love the one going around now. Like the owner's manual it used to it used to show you how to adjust the valve lash. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what valve lash? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so,
2: um, so you definitely are going to want to have something in the stable that that just brings back what the mechanical Theology. aspect of yes. everything was mechanical. Yep. Everything yeah. and. And you have, you're part of the mechanical system because you're operating the levers, you're operating, there's no interface that you suggest to the computer. I want my throttle to do this. You push the throttle pedal, mm-hmm. it translates that signal to the computer and then determines if you have enough wheel slip. Not so on, mm-hmm. the, on the old cars, so. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I love being part of the machine with, uh, with the tra- traditional side of things. Um, We'll stick with the Mopar. We're definitely gonna to want to put a Viper in the garage. Yeah, you know, why not? <laughs> sure. And uh, you know, hey, why not one
0: of them new because these are oh, these things bad. are hot right now, man. They're so, hot. They're hot. So, and, uh, how can uh, if people want to know more, how can they find how can they find y'all? Mm. You have like a racing team, uh, you know, website or like any good racing team, uh, we keep our
2: secrets perfect. Very very like close it. to the chest. Yeah. So. Um, well, where can they I, find you in Pittsburgh? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, Rust Repair, Inc. Okay. Uh, right on, right in the south hills of, uh, south of the city. Uh, got a location in Monroeville as well, and working on expanding that because nice. uh, race cars eat money, so we got to find a way to make more. That's
0: exactly right. So, find you on Instagram, <coughs> anywhere, Facebook? Hey, yeah,
2: yeah, Got the Rust Repair Instagram. Uh, I'm, I'm Jay Cooper, JC Cooper, on Instagram, mm-hmm. on Facebook. Find me, uh,
0: Find me in the garage, working late. Yeah, yeah. And for everybody that's listening, if you've got any more questions or anything like that, you know send them to me, send them to the, the website, uh, you know radridespodcast.com, uh, you know Radridespodcast at gmail.com. Send any kind of uh, questions that you got for Jay, uh, anything you got for a racing team, if you're trying to get started, this guy, I'm sure, will uh, give you a couple tips. He won't give you all the tips. But you'll get a few tips. Yeah, <laughs> you know know I mean? I'll show. You. I'll tell anyone how to
2: how to start racing. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, to exactly right. tell anyone how to start beating us. Though. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, I'm I appreciate not, it. I'm not going to tell you how to win. But this has been great, win. man. This is awesome. Absolutely. I might have to come back and do the uh, the Mustang and uh, maybe that uh, DSM. Right, come you come to the know? track. And maybe uh, maybe Dan's Mopar over here, man. That thing uh, thing was pulling wheelies from what he showed me. Yeah, so. yeah. Dan's car
2: stands it up. Uh, <laughs> his, his dad got the got the uh, what 67 Dart or '69. I'm sorry. Okay. His dad's oh, got okay. the '69 Dart. So yeah, you we know, got plenty the,
0: of time to talk about all that.
2: So. The uh, the car bug, it it's here. It travels like the Rona, you know. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's car, the first one we built. Oh, yeah. there you go. Perfect. Oh yeah,
0: that's a perfect man. Well, I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. This was awesome, man. This was awesome. That's a, thank you so much to Jay for allowing me to come in and talk to him about his Saab race car. That thing was awesome. It's incredible, it's beautiful, it's ugly at the same time, but it's a weapon and it does what it needs to do and wins races. As you are listening to this, just know that Jay and his team went out to Pittsburgh International Race Complex. They took third in an eight hour race that just happened this weekend. So again, that thing has pedigree, that thing's a winner. Uh, if you want to know a little bit more about Jay, you can find him on Facebook at Jay Cooper. His race team is R Banks Racing, and his company is Rust Repair Inc. Uh, if Instagram is more of your thing, he's on uh, Instagram at j.c.cooper and at, at Rust Repair Inc. Uh, always, you can always go to the website, www.radridespodcast.com. You can go on there, you can see the pictures I took, you can follow along after you've listened, or if you just wanna look at them in a little bit more in detail. If you have uh, questions for him or questions for me, please email the podcast, radridespodcast at gmail.com. And I really appreciate everybody coming on here. If uh, you like what you, you are listening to and you wanna to donate to me, again, I have a regular job all day long. So this is, I do this in, on the side. Uh, and it does cost a little bit of money. So if you really like it, you can get on PayPal, Rad Rides Podcast. You can donate to me. You can donate to the podcast. Again, 10% goes to Guardians Angels. 10% goes to Help Hard. So I am giving back uh, a lot of stuff that I am getting in. And I really appreciate appreciate everybody. Uh, next episode will be out in a couple weeks.
1: And it's going to be awesome, just like uh, this one was. So I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys.